0: Welcome to Being Professional in English Podcasts, podcast number 63. Other people's mistakes are cheaper. Let's get started, shall we? Welcome to podcast number 63. I'm really looking forward to doing this one. Uh, The title Other People's Mistakes Are Cheaper, or More Economical, or Less Costly, I think is uh, quite a good title for, for this particular podcast, and it is leading into a podcast or a subject or a topic that I've looked at quite a lot in the past, which has been increasing your value. In fact, the first part of this podcast today I will be looking at uh, the terms that we spoke about in podcast 18 called, literally, increasing your value. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that, I would go onto my website and search for increasing your value and listen to that podcast number 18. The next part of the podcast will talk about if there are any limits to being this type of person who reads and increases their value, which can be called an autodidact. The last part will be the doing part. We've spoken about the knowing, the knowledge, and then we're going to be speaking about the doing, the intelligent implementation of this new knowledge, which is the important part. So let's get get on with it. In podcast 18, I spoke about the need, the requirement for all of us, really, to improve our value, to constantly look to improve our value. And I mentioned the various ways in which we can do that. The one which I think is the most effective is that we need to read. And before I talk about what we read... I'd like to go over again why we need to improve our value. We need to improve our value because world competition is always moving up the scale. A job that we thought was relatively secure in a certain level of a company, because of world competition, the you know the the classic uh, brick countries Brazil, Russia, India, and China coming into the workforce. Initially, that these have taken. Uh, well some years ago sorry they took over the the manual labor uh, types of employment but increasingly they're going into into far more uh, knowledge-based work areas you just need to look at India and the explosion in the tech industry the innovation that goes on there to know that these countries are moving moving higher and higher up so if you live in the supposedly developed world you need always to be increasing your value now as i said there are various methods you can do that i think the most effective is reading you you could listen to podcasts such as this one of course and podcasts are fantastic because you can, I and mean, as you know, you can download them onto your iPhone, you can listen to them as you're driving to work or on the train to work, and it's a very, very convenient way. And now, actually, that I'm putting the slides uh, linked in synced to the audio means that you on your iPhone you can watch the um, the slides as I'm speaking and follow it a little bit, be a little bit easier for you to follow it, given that. Ninety-five percent of the people who listen to my podcasts do not have English as their mother tongue. So podcasts are a very, very convenient way to do it. However, at the end of the day, you're not going to get a hundred percent from this. You'll, you'll need to. What, what I hope with my podcasts is that they provide a sort of um, interest level for you to cry to go into the subject a little bit more deeper. That's why I'm often recommending books to people, and uh, when people call me after listening to my podcast and we start some sort of collaboration together, we go into more depth as to each subject, because in 30 minutes I don't have the time to do it, obviously. So I hope these podcasts give you an incentive to, to study a little bit deeper, and that's what it is, studying. When you read a book, um, you get the chance to go over the page, go over the words. If you're using, um, I was about to say an old-fashioned book there, but you know, with paper, as it were, you can underline the, the sentences which are important to you. If you're using, as I do, often Kindle, and I use it on my iPad, you can actually highlight certain passages and keep them for later. Reading of books is much better, I think, than articles and newspapers. Because articles and newspapers do exactly the same as these podcasts. They give you a little taste of what you can learn. But they don't go into enough depth. There's not enough space for them to do it. Whereas a book, you tend to get the, the positives, the minuses, positive negatives, and you can... You know, obviously the author has a conclusion, but you have the chance to actually make up your own mind. And it's sort of process of going through the argument in such depth that really is of value in podcast 18 I tried to address some of the issues about finding the time to read because obviously reading does take time and I I did say that you always need to carry a book with you always carry a book no matter where you are because you never know when you're going to have 10-15 minutes to spare to actually do that to, to actually get the book out and start reading it Particularly if you travel a lot. If you travel on trains or on the, um, in airplanes, that is a fantastic opportunity to take a lot of reading material. As I mentioned in podcast 18, it amazes me when I get on to planes. And particularly if I'm traveling business class, because that means that the vast majority of the people in that class with me in the plane are traveling on business, which means their company has paid for them. And yet they're not using that time to actually read documentation to learn to improve their value. They're, you know, sleeping or listening to music. They might be listening to my podcast, of course, which would be OK, but but I think most of them are listening to music. Also, in podcast 18, I go on to the guidance of how to read, you know, to underline. Uh, that gives you a chance to really take in the information into your brain. And so let me repeat, if you haven't had a chance to listen to increasing your value... Please do, it's 25 minutes long I think it is, and it really does give you a good idea as to what and how to read. So people who read a lot, um, such as me, I read probably on average a book a week, so 52 books a year. Yes, I'm, I think I'm one of Amazon's or Kindle's uh, best customers. Well, maybe, I don't know. But it seems like it. And partially I read for pleasure. The books that I read are not 100% about uh, business or work or professional development, as it were. Some of the books I read are pure 100% pleasure. Uh, you know, romances and... Um, well, not really romances, but... You know, the last book I read, which wasn't a business book, was Macbeth by Shakespeare, which I hadn't read since I was at school a long time ago. So, reading other things apart from professional development books are is still very, very good. I mean, particularly if you can read something which improves your cultural side, poetry, for instance. I've probably lost about seventy-five percent of my podcast listeners. Having said that. But it's, it, does, it does really help you. But the main thing, the main reason I read is to gather knowledge, to gather information and knowledge. They're, and this type of people who are a self-learning type of people are called autodidact. People who actually get books or search out the opportunity to, to understand things. And I truly believe that there is absolutely no limit to the amount of learning that you can gain from this activity. The wonderful thing about books is that many people write them, the authors I'm talking about, write them and talk about their mistakes. They also talk about their successes as well. But they often talk about the road to their success and the mistakes they've made along that route. And as I said in the title to this podcast, other people's mistakes are cheaper. Yes, I want to learn from my own mistakes. And I try to do that. However if I can avoid the same mistakes that other people have made in the past in similar positions to me, well, that's an awful lot cheaper for me. In a world in which it's very difficult to find mentors who can guide you through a particular process that you have to achieve in your career, your job, the possibility of gaining information and insight from books is golden it's a golden opportunity it's an amazing opportunity and I don't think there's any limit to it and I want to give you two reasons or not two reasons two examples uh, from that and then in the next page the next uh, part of the podcast I'll talk about the actual tricky bit the difficult bit about this first of all I'll give you my own example as many of you know I started 18 months ago working for a winery, a cantina, that produces wine here in Italy. And they also have a very large part of their business in the hospitality area, so restaurants and hotels. Now, when I joined this company, and I joined as the Chief Operating Officer, what did I know about wine and hotels and restaurants? The only thing I knew is when I would enjoy a bottle of wine, a glass of wine at a bar or a restaurant, when I'd eat at a restaurant and where I'd stay at a hotel. So simply as a as a client of these places, the idea of actually running such a group, I had absolutely zero experience. So what did I do? I gathered together a whole list of books about people who have successfully created... Large groups of restaurants or hotels, and I read them. Then I also read the more um, cold type of theoretical analysis that you can sometimes get when people put out PhD. Uh, analysis a master degree analysis theory of how to manage certain things there's a lot of mathematics in that for instance in my particular thing menu engineering how to engineer each dish that you offer to clients to make sure that is the most the highest margin and the best offering you can do both for the customer and also for the company there are people who've written theses at university on this particular subject so I got all these together, and it's quite a lot. It's about 15 books, five or six um, theses, and I read them. And I read them slowly because a lot of them are not easy books to read, and I took in that information. And if you look at LinkedIn, as you've mentioned, as you've probably heard from a couple of um uh, Podcast to go. I've updated my LinkedIn page as to how I think LinkedIn page should look... ...and it includes some of the results, and you'll see the results, and they're quite positive, quite impressive. Now, partially, I could have been lucky. And I'll tell you in a moment what is the real skill uh, with that, which is the implementation. I'll talk about that in a moment. But the knowledge that I gained and was able to put into practice was gained from reading of books. And I knew nothing about the wine or hospitality sector before I joined. I mean, I come from finance. Second example, and I use this example not because in any way, shape or form I wish to put myself in the same league as this person because absolutely I am not, is Elon Musk. Some of you will have heard of Elon Musk. He's the the joint uh, developer-entrepreneur who created PayPal, and then he sold PayPal. He sold PayPal and he started up three different companies. One company is uh, deals with uh, solar panels, I believe. The other company is Tesla, the electric sports car manufacturer, which I'm sure many of you have heard about. And the third one is SpaceX, which is a space discovery company that has its mission to send men or women to the, to Mars. Yes, to Mars. Now, when Elon Musk took over or started up SpaceX, for instance, I mean, he is an engineer. He does have a, a background in engineering. But I don't know if anyone of you heard about or heard this this expression? It's not rocket science, which people usually use when they're talking about you should learn this particular subject. It's not as it's not so complicated that you won't be able to understand it. It's not rocket science. I mean, rocket science is very complicated. Well, in Elon Musk's case, it is rocket science, and how did he manage, or how is he managing? to run a company on a, involved in a in a topic which he has no experience well what did he do he got to, he asked people to give him 10 books on on the science of rockets jet propulsion and so on and he read all those books now you can imagine what these books are like i mean they're not like the books i read which is on you know how to manage a restaurant and how to manage a hotel and so on and so forth they're on Rockets, I mean, extremely complicated stuff. And he read that, and if you, and he, he digested it. And with that knowledge, he's been able to create that successful business. So those are just two examples of you, one at the low end of the scale myself, and the one at the high end of the scale with Elon Musk. And these examples, concrete, real examples of people who use books to gain knowledge but as i said before the gaining of the knowledge is not uh, unfortunately it's not the only part of this because anyone can read a book anyone can study a book but not everyone can implement what they have learnt in a prudent manner and that really is the skill That's the key to making this a success. And this is where we're going one step on from increasing your value. Before we've just talked about the gaining of the knowledge and how we do that. And now we're talking about the more difficult part. In another podcast, Podcast 19, I talked about a particular book which was written on the knowing doing gap. It's the difference between people who know what to do and people who know, sorry, people who know what to do in theory and people who know what to do and do it in practice. It's the implementation of that knowledge into practical daily activities that breeds success. And this book talks about the gap between the two, the fact that uh, in America, there's something like, if I remember correctly, 19 billion dollars every year spent on training, on management training, which is a huge percentage of, of even the GDP in America. And really, it's on the same type of training. So, what the hell is happening? What is happening is you keep doing this training, but the key is actually implement implementing that training into the working life. And that knowing, knowing doing gap is what causes a lot of training processes, training initiatives to really fail because there's no guidance on how to implement it. What is crucial when you are doing this for the people in positions that are listening to this podcast who can make decisions and change things in their company what's crucial here is to be prudent if you are the ceo or the owner the entrepreneur in charge of a company your responsibility is to grow your company in a prudent manner it's response you're responsible to, to shareholders if you're running a public company but more than anything you are, you are responsible for the people who work for you and their families and this is a responsibility you ha- you must take seriously being prudent is crucial you can't just in this case read a book and think oh wow okay i'm going to do that and you set up set up a a space you know going to mars company there's a few things you've got to do now let's assume the knowledge you are gaining through books is on a subject that you are not familiar with so i think a okay hypothesis to use as I did with Wine and Hospitality and as Elon Musk has done with Space Rocket Science. The first thing you need to do is you need to hire experts. You need to make sure that the people below you are expert in their field. If you read any document, book, blog... Uh, listen to any interview of any highly successful entrepreneur, they will say that the best thing they ever did, they ever learned, was how to delegate and how to hire the best people. They hire, they deliberately look to hire people who are better than they are on that particular subject. So in this, for example, when I started working, I made sure I hired an expert in the hotel business and an expert uh, cook who worked be- below me. It's very important to have experts who work for you. Elon Musk made exactly the same. He hired the five, I think, top five rocket scientists in America to work with him on this SpaceX pro- programme. It's crucial to do that because with their expertise... You can guide them in your, in, your, in your direction because if you are the head of a company, your role isn't necessarily to know every single part of the product or the service in great detail. Your role is to bring the group together, make sure the company is going in the right direction, the strategy and becoming a help to all these experts who are beneath you so they can achieve their or achieve their objectives that you give them so the company moves forward that's your role you don't have to know everything but you do need to have some credibility with these people and therefore you do need to have some knowledge of the actual subject once you've got these experts in place you need to then use these people and i I, I use the verb to use in, in, a, in a light manner. Use these people in, in a correct manner. So this is the process, right? You read the books. You gather as much knowledge as possible. You think about what you have read. You add in any of the past mistakes that you have made in certain areas so you add that into the pot, as it were. Then the crucial thing is you consider the differences between what is written in the books you have read and your own current position. and Because whatever you read is never going to be exactly the same situation as you are in. There's a difference in time. You know, the book could have been written two years ago. Maybe your industry or the world outlook has changed. The book may have been written in an Anglo-Saxon culture, for instance, whereas I, in my, my uh, example, am working in an Italian culture. There could be differences in finances. The person who wrote the book might have had a lot of finances and you don't have much or vice versa. So you need to look consider the differences between what you have gathered this knowledge in and your current position. And then you have to listen very carefully to these expert employees that you have um, taken on board. You listen to them. With the knowledge you have now and with your skill as a leader, you can think logically about the advice that your experts are giving you and, and then go down one particular road. And the wonderful thing about that is that you can, when you decide what the direction is, you have the capability to explain the reasons behind that decision to these experts in a language that they'll understand because you have to gain this knowledge. That's how you gain credibility with these people. And that's how you use them in a correct manner. Now, the strategy might be wrong, but the strategy is gonna be wrong or could be wrong, whether or not you read these books, obviously. No one ever knows whether your strategy for a company is going to be correct or not correct. What you do know is once you've decided a strategy, you have to make sure that everything that the company does and everything that everyone does in the company is heading down that one direction. Not blindly, obviously, but you have concentrated the resources of your company and your people down down that road. So the strategy is never, is never you know, guaranteed to, to be a success. But at least you are using other people's mistakes, putting them, putting them into your current position, your current situation. So you're implementing these particular processes, new processes you've learned, or new uh, ideas in a low-risk manner. Lastly when you implement these particular new ideas you do it in a way which does not risk everything as i said before you have to be prudent if your number one role is running a company you have to be prudent if you're setting up if you're running a startup it's a bit difficult to be prudent because you're risking everything on on one thing but a startup is different right because you know you're usually a very small group of people everyone knows the risk you're all working 200 hours a week and no one cares. It's, it's a different... I'm talking about not startups. I'm talking about you know growth and mature companies here, which is the vast majority. So that's it, really. It's in a 25, 30-minute podcast. Increasing your value by gaining information or knowledge from books is crucial. There are no limits to the actual topic that you can actually learn from learn about, sorry. It doesn't matter if you're not an expert in one field, you can learn about it, as long as you are intelligent enough to implement it, this new knowledge, in a prudent manner. And that's the real skill. That last skill is not something which is easily taught. That comes from an understanding of risk management, it comes from understanding, it comes from your character, it comes from being humble and being a leader that part is a bit difficult to actually to actually teach but that's what you need need to aim at i hope you've enjoyed this podcast i hope you found it useful in some manner i look forward to speaking to you again next week bye bye